Welcome to the F3 American Yammer Podcast, where we give the men of F3 a chance to tell their story as they've transitioned from sad clown to high-impact man. I'm Short Circuit, and each week I'll be joined by another member of F3 who is willing to step up and share his story. So, without further ado, here's today's show. Hey guys, welcome to episode one of season two of American Yammer. I am your host, the shortest of all possible circuits, and uh, thanks for thanks for joining us this week. We are joined by Daphne, all the way from Greensboro. So, good morning, Daphne. Good morning. All right. I'm glad that we finally were able to to get this connected. Um, I, if you uh, diligent listeners will remember last season, uh, the first episode was with Tommy Boy, where he gave the uh, the uh, Daphne's gloves story. Uh, which was definitely uh, fantastic. That was that was a top shelf story for for F three. It seemed to be floating around. So I'm glad well, we finally were able to borrow another uh, set of gloves again. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I'm glad we were finally able to to pull to pull you in. And I think it's very fitting that he was on that first episode. You're now on this first episode to sort of uh, balance that. And it's uh, definitely an exciting time. So let's go ahead and jump in here. Thanks. All right, name Rama. Name age F three name. Niles Green, 51, Daphne. Daphne, respect. Now, um, how long have you been a, a Greensboro PAX? So I've been a part of Greensboro since its birth. So our first workout, workout here in Greensboro was the second Saturday in October 2014 at JC Park. So that was the inaugural workout for Greensboro. Gotcha. So you are officially a Greensboro Redwood, similar to Wojo. Correct. I am a Greensboro Redwood. Awesome. Awesome. Now, where do you, uh, t- tell me about posting when and where, where do, where do you normally post? So you know, because JC Park is the, you know, the inaugural site, it's still my favorite. It just, it has so many great memories for me. So my favorite workout is, is Cornwallis Nightmare. Gotcha. And that was the original there in Greensboro, correct? Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. So, so you're just a Saturday guy? Yeah, if I can get out on a Wednesday, I will too at Natty's Hump. Um, depending on my work schedule, I travel a lot. So I try to get in that Wednesday and Saturday. And, and for guys who are listening, they're like, I haven't seen you on a Wednesday or Saturday lately. I have been on a little bit of a health break, hurt myself, got sick and, and had to take a time out. But uh, prior to that, that Wednesday, Saturday was kind of my move. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And additionally, too, by the time this airs, I'm sure many of us will still be um, still be in a, a lockdown quarantine phase. So that that sort of <laughs> that gives you a little bit of an out as well. Right. Right. Maybe I shouldn't remind them. I should say, yeah, I'm, I'm really active until this thing broke out. And then I had to stop. <laughs> like, Dude, I was just there last week. Where were you guys? Yeah. They're like the coronavirus didn't start six months ago. <laughs> I was practicing. <laughs> I was preparing. I knew it was coming. Oh, fantastic. All right. Well, well, definitely thanks for sharing that. And now once once all of this passes, once the uh, coronavirus is is a thing of the past, hopefully guys will know uh, where to find you. So you did you did in some respect kind of out yourself right there, so. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump into this thing here. So let's talk about life before F3. So before F3 rolls around, before before you're kind of deemed a redwood uh, at the at the beginning of Greensboro's inaugural launch, what did fitness look like for you? What, how would you have defined fitness or, or health or whatever? 
You know, I, I think like so many guys, you know, you, you ebb and flow and start and stop trying to figure out what fitness is. Um, but I would say was not actively working out. Uh, and I think I wanted to, but I never quite found the right thing that got me. I, I even, you know, for a while was pay, paying a trainer and, and really all I'd find is I'd be up in the gym talking more than I was even working out. So, so F3 was, was definitely something I needed. Gotcha. Did you, did you have kind of any, any sort of a sports background, um, before F3 or, um, so so I'm prior military short circuit. So, you know, for four years it was, I lived the life of boot camp. you know, so the workout regiment that we do was something that was really comfortable to me. It was, it was a language that I spoke. So it was very easy for me to get up and running and, and being comfortable queuing in F3 because it was something I did in the military. Gotcha. Okay. So for, from that perspective, it sounds like you, you already were fully prepared to be able to lead the workout and to partake in the workout. Um, but definitely, kind of as you pointed out, lots of ebb and flow after after military, right? Post-military, you're kind of coming and going when it comes to fitness. And, and even like you said, you're paying a trainer, but you're you're spending more time talking than you are working out. Yeah, clearly. I mean, there was there was definitely a a down a downhill slope to my workout regimen after the military. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Now, when it, that kind of that discussion about you know spending more time talking kind of leads us into the, the second point, right? So, what 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 did fellowship really look like to you? How would you have described your your relationships, or what was the nature of your relationships prior to F three? You know, what's really weird is, and I think it's probably this for so many guys, it came into my life at a time when I needed it most. You know, it it really was the proverbial godsend. And I was in a failing marriage. Um, I was out of shape. I was lonely. I mean, I was, I was the sad clown, right? I could not have named three guys that I could call who'd be by my side in a second if I needed them. I just didn't have a large friend group. Um, I worked a lot. And when I wasn't working, I was, you know, trying to contribute to the family. And like I said, that wasn't going great. And, you know, I think my spirituality was suffering. I think my personality was suffering. And, uh, and you know, candidly, I was lonely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely all the makings for, for sad clownism right there, right? Yeah, yeah, clearly. I mean, it was it was read out of the book. When I when I read Freed to Lead and, and came across that chapter on the sad clown, I thought, yeah, that's me. You know, you put on a smile every day. You get up and do what you have to do. You take care of all the people in your life you need to take care of. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're not taking care of yourself. And, and if you're honest with yourself, you know, I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think you're. I remember reading a, a tweet that you had sent out one time uh, that that quoted "Freed to Lead" that I think sort of sums that up succinctly. And that is, the boats of some men have been so long overturned that they're they're focusing on mere survival at this point rather than thriving. That was me, brother. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. So you've got this prior military background. You have worked out. You're comfortable with it. Uh, and ultimately that'll, that'll play into your, your story later on. So you have some fitness within your background, just, just from the military, sure. but it's starting to go on this downhill. You're missing out on deep friendships and, and your point of like, I didn't have even three guys that I could call. Um, kind of speaks, 
I, I literally trying to figure out who the heck I was and wanting to belong to something. I mean, after you leave the military, you know, you, you have this brotherhood with guys that mm-hmm. it's very hard to find again. And I literally bought a low rider Harley and started riding around with like a local motorcycle club. They don't like to be called gangs, by the way, <laughs> local motorcycle club. And, you know, and, and, you know, I was a banker, you know what I mean? Like by day I, I, I worked, you know, as a, as a, as a, as a money manager, I really believe wholeheartedly that they thought I was like some undercover fed. <laughs> so when I say I was desperate to belong to something, I'm not kidding you. I was desperate to belong to something. Yeah. Wow. I know that's great. And, and definitely that something like that absolutely speaks to, um, as you pointed out, the, the desperation, the need to want to belong to, uh, to something somewhere. Yeah, I think I think it's so hard. And, you know, after whether it's high school or college or military, you know, it's hard to find that friend group, especially for guys. It's it's you know, we're closed off. You know, we like to 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 grab our shield and stand behind it. And, uh, and I was looking for that. I mean, I had guys at work I hung out with. I certainly had, you know, family members that I'm super close with and, um, you know, and, but to find that true brotherhood, to find those guys who will lock shields with you, that's really hard as a, as an adult male. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of guys miss out on that. I think a lot of guys are looking for that and need that in their life. And, it's why when I'm pitching F3 to, you know, to somebody who doesn't know our story, there's passion in my voice because I know they need it. They just don't know it yet. Yeah. Yeah. So many times I hear guys talk about that same thing, right? Like, hey, you need this. You just don't know it yet. Yeah. I mean, just because we've heard the story so many times, I mean, when I'm talking to, you know, Wojo or Tommy Boy or Gunny or Buff Fumble, you know, these are brothers of mine who, you know, I could call right now at 7 a.m. on a Sunday and, you know, they would be here in five minutes for me if I needed them. Prior to this, I didn't, I didn't know if I could call somebody who could be here in five days for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, that's definitely, that's definitely impacting. And I think we'll absolutely speak to, kind of the nature of how things have shifted for you. And, and, and I think your, your story kind of resonates with, with many guys out there and many stories that we've already heard of guys just ultimately, and, and really at the end of the day, just being lonely, right. And not having anybody that they could count on. Yeah. I mean, I, there was a, there was a point there. I'm going through a divorce. I've got young kids. Work is hard. You know, I'm, I'm struggling to feed myself emotionally and spiritually, I mean, I think at that period of life, I think I was even angry at God. Like, how am I here in this spot? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and fortunately for me, you know, I, I, um, I reconnected with a, a woman um, who I'd gone to high school with, um, high school sweetheart. She had gone through a failed marriage and, and she became a friend to me. And, and now I'm proud to say is my fiance and, and I love her. I'm so grateful for having her in my life. And, and I think she would tell you F3 changed you. I think F3 gave you something you really needed and I'll, I'll be forever grateful for that gift. Yeah. That's great. 
All right, so that, that kind of leads us into this, this third territory now. So we've talked about your prior military experience. We knew that you come from, come from a background where fitness is there, but it's starting to go downhill. You've got the fellowship piece that's completely lacking, right? You're lacking deep, meaningful relationships. Everything's circumstantial and, and nothing's really at a depth that means anything. Now let's talk about the faith piece. So where were you prior to F3 regarding your your faith? And that, again, I'll, I'll caveat that with, it doesn't have to be specifically the religious piece, uh, if, if that's in your background, but more more specifically, how did you view something beyond yourself or, or anything outside of yourself and, and whatever that means? Yeah, I think I've always been a spiritual person. I grew up in the, in the Christian religion and, and probably like so many, like workouts, it ebbed and flows in its intensity. But I felt like I've always had a close relationship with God. But during that point in my life, it was dark. Um, you know, I, something that I don't advertise a lot to guys is I got sick. Um, and actually was diagnosed with MS, uh, when my son was three and was in a wheelchair and, you know, I had to learn how to walk again. I went from dealing with MS, you know, through a failed marriage, you know, struggling with personal issues and problems with the kids. And, you know, there are just so many stories that, you know, I know a lot of men struggle with and, and I was angry at God for it. And, um, you know, I, Today in my prayers, I often say, I'm so glad I never found the edge of your hand, God, you know, that I feel like I'm in the hand of God. And, and I think I tried to run away, but I never found the edge. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, and you know, a shout out to J-Love when we started working out together, um, he was somebody I could pull aside with and just talk to and just be really honest with about where I was in my faith. And he was a really patient friend with me. And, and through him and through F3, reignited, you know, m my love of God, my religion, and my faith. Uh, I, you know, physical fitness aside, that's an incredible gift to give back to a man. Mm. Well, that's a great point. I never really considered it uh, an aspect of, of giving and a gift to be able to encourage another man. Um, in his faith walk, uh, whatever, whatever that may mean, but that's that's definitely a great point. Uh, you know, I think it's I think it's the safety that comes from this group short circuit. You know, it's like when when you're in the military, you know, it's like when you go to war with somebody, then you know you uh, you could tell them anything, you can you can share anything, right? You have this um, this bond, and and F three gives you that. Every morning we're at these workouts, you know crushing Merkins in the rain alongside, you know, your brother, you build a bond that allows you to truly feel safe. And you know, these are good guys who, who just mean well for you. They, they want you to be well, they want you to be healthy. They want you to, to be strong and would do anything for you to lift you up. And I think once you start gaining that type of safety with a man, then it allows you to then go to that next level and say, can I talk about spirituality? Right. Can I talk about things that it's hard to talk about? Can I confess things that's hard to confess? And and these brothers of F3 have absolutely given me that freedom. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad. I'm, that's really exciting to hear <laughs> more than anything. Yeah. All right. So so that so that now takes us kind of through. The, each of the individual items. Right. So we know where you were kind of in a fitness level 
previous prior to F3, we know that you were really desperate for some relationships by buying buying your Harley, <laughs> <laughs> your potential FBI agent Harley. Exactly. Um, and then you know where where you were kind of dealing um, dealing with that anger, dealing with that that diagnosis, which definitely you know circumstantial things like that, and it's especially coupled into with having no deep, meaningful relationships, when you're kind of finding yourself drifting out there, your, your boat's overturned and you're just going at it alone, any yeah. kind of diagnosis like that or, or circumstance like that is absolutely going to start to make you kind of question life in general. And then ultimately, as you pointed out, kind of shake your fist at Sky yeah. Q. Yeah, it's like one more straw on your back and, and the, the camel's back breaks. You just, you get to a point where, you know, I can't take anymore. I'm, I'm at my breaking point. Um, you know, I was fortunate. I had a, I have a really close family, you know, so I've always had that, but they were in New York and, and I'm in North Carolina. So there was, there was definitely a loneliness about it. And, you know, I think if you knew me, you wouldn't have known it because I like to smile. I like to laugh. I like to, you know, quite frankly, be the center of attention sometimes. Um, and I'm sure people listening are going sometimes, um, you know, but, um, but again, that's the persona of the sad clown, right? You walk around with a smile on your face, pretending that everything is okay when it's, it's everything but okay. And, and my message to guys who might be listening to this is you don't got to do it alone. You, you are absolutely not alone. If you're part of, if you're part of this PAX nation, then you're not alone. Grab a guy and talk to him. If you're, if you've just joined, stick with us because I promise you, this is what you need and you will be better off for it. Awesome. All right. So that kind of, in some capacity summarizes the, the, the three F's before, before F3, before you really came into it. Can you, can you share with us a story that you think would kind of summarize where you were as a, as a sad clown before all this, something, something that really kind of sits with you or reminds you of where you were previously. I'll, I'll choose the fitness angle. So, um, wanted to get in shape. So I hired a personal trainer. I was paying them $400 a month. And if you videotape those workouts, what you would see is me sitting on a workout device talking. I think, I think I was literally paying $400 a month for therapy, um, for a friend to talk to. I wasn't working out a bit, you know, several months of this besides being, you know, $400 a month lighter. I certainly wasn't any lighter in my waistline. Um, you know, I think I was desperate for friendship and, and that made my workout suffer because I wanted to talk more than lift. There you go. Yeah. And, and, and I'm sure there are probably many guys across the nation who have gone the route of the gym. Right? What, what a, I forget the name of the, uh, the trainer that they use in Freed to Lead, but, you know, paying that person ultimately just, just to, just to talk to. <laughs> that, right. That's it. That's a, exactly. it's a literal uh, reminder of that. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. All right. So let's talk now about the first workout, we, we understand where you were previous fitness, fellowship, faith, and, and kind of how all those were combined together. Let's talk about that first workout. Yeah. Sure. So, so first off, how did you find out about F3 and, and kind of who EH'd you? So Goofy out of uh, Winston-Salem 
was a was a work colleague of mine from years back when I lived in Winston-Salem. And he hit me up uh, in the summer of 2014 and said, hey, man, I'm involved in this men's group thing. I think it's right up your alley. I think you would it would make sense to you. I think you would get the whole military aspect of it. You know, you're you're not afraid to talk in front of people, you know, would you be a part of this? If we came to Greensboro, would you show up on a Saturday morning and do this with me? And I remember, I remember that moment where, you know, that instinct is to say, oh, thanks for thinking of me, bro. But, you know, hit me up again another time. I'm, I'm busy. I'm whatever. And I, I agreed. I said, yeah, I'll do it. Because I think I knew down deep I needed something. And this was certainly something. I didn't know what it would be. But... <laughs> You know, he was calling me out and he was a good guy and I'd always thought a lot of lot of him. And if he was asking me to do this and, and chose me for this thing, I thought, all right, I don't want to let him down. I'm going to I'll show up. So J.C. Park, 2014. There you go. All right. So now who cued that workout? So that was Cobra. And, um, and if, and if you guys know Cobra and Starfish and, and also Swiper from, uh, Charlotte was there and I'll never forget it. Cobra was wearing camo pants that were cut off into shorts <laughs> and, um, and, and every, every good prior military soldier has his favorite pair of cut off camo shorts. So I immediately respected him <laughs> until he Absolutely, one hundred percent smoked my ass. <laughs> oh God! You know, I, I know guys will relate to this. Is the prayer that you have in the middle of that workout, and it's twofold. I don't want to puke, and I don't want to die. <laughs> God, it killed me. <laughs> so this was definitely unlike anything that you had you had prepared for. Uh, even even from your prior military experience, it sounds like it was a flashback for sure to boot camp, no okay. doubt. Oh man, that's great! Now, did you, did you end up splashing Merlot? I ha- no, I sir. No, sir. I did not. Okay, so no, no Merlot was splashed. There you go. No Merlot was splashed. All right, so so you you show up January uh, October twenty fourteen, right? You do this workout. You got these guys who were just smoking you the whole time. You finally get through it. Right. And now how did you, how did they, how did they come up with Daphne? (laughs) So, you know, I'm watching these guys go around the circle and, um, you know, telling their stories then, you know, getting some cool name. And so it comes to me and I'm thinking, all right, I got to say a bunch of cool stuff about myself that'll, you know, I'll get some cool name, you know? And I'm thinking, all right, yeah, I'm prior military. Uh, I supported 82nd airborne division, seventh group, special forces, You know, after the military, I was on Wall Street. You know, I'm trying to like put as many things out there that I, you know, I was hoping for some, you know, some cool name. Nothing. I mean, they're just staring at me like I'm talking to myself. And Swiper is my namer. And uh, and Swiper goes, what's your real name? And I said, it's it's Niles. Niles. Is that from a show? What was that show? You know, and then Frazier comes up. Yeah, it was Frazier's brother, Niles. Hey, what was that girl's name that Frazier was in love with the entire series? And somebody screams out, Daphne. 
And Swiper turns to me and goes, you're Daphne. <laughs> um, it was like getting hit with a baseball back in, and, and, and there's a, there's a joke in F3 nation and uh, it says that, you know, only the hardest guys get girls names mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, and guys who have girls names are the ones who tell that story. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> Are you responsible for making that up? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I have a lot to do with it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Well, definitely, thank you very much for sharing that that story yeah. about how that all that all impacted. And definitely, we'll give a shout out to to Goofy, Cobra, Starfish, and uh, and Swiper for kind of really resonating um, with your your first workout, right? And and yeah, and and you know, and, and also those those men who were there by my side that day and for the weeks to come were the guys that I locked shields with to we, you know, planted Greensboro. And it was an amazing experience. I mean, we just we would meet up at, you know, I remember being at in the back of Jay Love's house, you know, his wife was bringing out beers for us and we were just sitting around dreaming, like, how do we get guys out? Where should we plan our next workout? How do we make this work? We were really building it from the ground up. And those are guys like Wojo and Gunny and Jay Love and Wilson and Kilowatt and Bodet, Amphibious, Nancy, Stinky Cheese, Sugarcake, Twinkie, Full House. These were all the guys who were our first few week members. And, and, and those are the guys who we planted Greensboro together. And I look back now, five years later, over a thousand guys have come through our ranks. I'm speechless. It's just unbelievable what has grown from that original seed that was planted that day. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like, I mean, I'm a product of F3 Greensboro myself, so I can, I can definitely yes. speak to you know how it's grown and um, and the work that you guys have done there. So my, my hat's off to you. Thank you. All right. So now let's talk about life since F3. So we've talked about where you were before. We've talked about that first workout and, and how it's impacted you as a result um, as you have kind of seen F3 grow. Um, let's talk life since F3. So since F3, how have you found that your fitness has changed? What's, what's been the big noticeable difference regarding fitness or how you view fitness now? You know, I take it seriously. Um, you know, outside of having just been hurt for the last few months here, you know, that killed me. I wanted to be out there and, uh, and I'm, I'm proud to say I'm feeling way better. I went for a four mile run yesterday and felt great doing it. Um, it's good. It's really good. Um, last year I ran my first half marathon with Jennifer, my fiance, and, and it was awesome. That was something I never would have been able to do prior to, uh, F3. So yeah, fitness is real now. I, you know, I hear my kids talk about me saying, ah, my dad's in his fifties and he's in better shape than you are. You know, my kids view me as a guy in good shape and, and I love that. Oh, that's that's fantastic, and especially too to hear your kids speak so highly of you, right? And, and so many guys, I think, kind of long for that, long for their kids to be like, hey, do do my kids really appreciate me, or do they kind of see me as uh, something more than than just kind of the the, the financial provider? Um, uh, yeah. So to, so yeah, to hear I'm... them hear them say that from a fitness perspective, and say, "My dad's in great shape, but my dad could beat up your dad," <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, 
Exactly. All right. Well, that's awesome. And yeah, too, I, I think that speaks as well to what you'd brought up previously in the, when we were talking about the faith aspect, and that is you brought up your MS diagnosis and how you were in a wheelchair and, and kind of seeing yeah. how that's gone from that now to being encouraged and inspired ultimately to run your first half marathon last year. Yeah. That, that, that's a, fantastic. Yeah. Short circuit. It's, it's definitely been a really long, crazy journey. Um, and, and one that I'm, you know, I don't talk about a lot because I don't want to be viewed as less than like I have some kind of weakness, but, um, you know, I, I would want to say to the, to the, to, you know, F3 nation that, you know, I know there's a lot of guys out there who are carrying a backpack full of something that they don't like to talk about. And, um, and I told you it was okay for us to talk about that because, I, I don't want to keep that a secret anymore. I want to make sure that guys know that, hey, we are all carrying around something. We've all got a physical burden, an emotional burden, a mental burden that it's okay to put out there and and carry it together, right? I mean, these guys want to help carry your load and and we don't have to have secrets from each other. So, you know, I'm I'm super grateful for where I am physically now versus, you know, where I had come from great all right so let's talk now about the the fellowship piece previously <laughs> previously on Daphne you were paying a trainer really just to have somebody to be able to talk with you bought yeah. a Harley so that you could try and be part of the motorcycle uh, I'm sorry they don't like to be club. called a gang club. they don't like to be called glad. they're clubs that's right <laughs> the motorcycle motorcycle club right so how have you found that your fellowship has changed as a result of F3? What what has kind of shifted there for you? And what does that look like now? Well, I fired the trainer, sold the Harley, and um, and I'm good now, man. I, I'm really good. Um, I got to say, I am not a sad clown any longer. I'm I'm genuinely happy. I'm 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 blessed beyond what I deserve. Um, I've got a group of guys that, um, I mean, the, the list is too long to name of, of men that are really my friend. They're my friends. Like they're my brothers. They lock shields with me every time I need them. And, um, I just can't tell you how good that feels to know those guys are behind me and, and alongside me and leading me and supporting me. Um, it's, it's why, again, I'm passionate about EHing new guys because I want to give them that gift that was given to me. Right. Well, that's great. And, and definitely I think speaks to kind of the, the, the third piece here, right? The faith piece. And that is, we're talking about giving it away, looking beyond yourself now. So when you, when you look previously where you were, right, you, get this MS diagnosis, you're in a wheelchair, you're having to learn how to walk again. As you mentioned, you're, you're angry at God. You're looking for something more, um, something beyond you. you. You mentioned your relationship with J-Love and how he really kind of gave you the gift of, of finding, finding faith again. So how has your faith changed as a result of F3, whether that's your kind of personal religious beliefs or your view beyond something, uh, your view beyond yourself into something greater um, or community impact or whatever that may mean. How, how has that changed or shifted? It, it's, it's, 
it's remarkable. It's it's changed a lot. I'm I'm not shaking my fist at God anymore. I'm I'm now on my knees in gratitude. Um, my my relationship with God, my spirituality, my faith um, is 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 part of my bedrock now. It's it's an important part of my foundation. I, I get on my knees every single day and thank God for my family, for Jennifer, my fiance, for my kids, Ryan and May, who, you know, even though they're, they're grown now, they're my friends. Like I care about them. We spend time together. My F3 brothers, I name them out. You know, I'm, I'm a blessed man. And, and, and that's something I'll never be able to, um, repay F34 is that gift that they gave me in and putting me back on that foundation. That's fantastic. Well, Daphne, thanks very much for, for sharing how life has changed for you as a result of F3. Could you, could you give us a story that kind of summarizes um, something that you feel is very, it sort of condenses down how life has changed for you as a result of F3 and something that really sticks with you and the, that you'd like to share. So during this, um, I'll just make it very recent, you know, during this period where I've been, you know, struggling a little bit with health, I had a flare up of my MS, I hurt my back and, you know, I was down and out and so quickly I became a Lone Ranger again. It was amazing to see how quickly when you broke away from the pack, when you weren't able to make it to the workouts, all of a sudden you're not hitting the Twitter button as often, right? You retreat and you become this lone ranger so quickly. And these guys would not let me do it. You know, whether it was butt fumble or sacked or gunny or wojo or Tommy boy, you know, I'd be getting a text, getting a text. How are you, man? Where are you? Just checking on you. You doing okay? You need anything? You want to grab a beer? Hey, man, are you all right? You were... They would not let me go. And the other day, on, on the same day, I swear they, 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 they tell me that they were not organized in this, but Wojo hit me up, Gunny hit me up, and they were all saying, hey, you got to come out to uh, Hump Day Happy Hour. You got to, man. You got to come out right now. You got to come out. And I was like, all right, fine. I'll come out. And you know what, in just a few minutes of being around these guys, it's just such a quick reminder that, you know, don't go back to being a sad clown. You got something here and, and you need it and don't forget that. And it was, it was again, an incredible gift to me. And I would tell any of the pack who's out there who maybe hasn't made it out to a workout lately you know, maybe they were injured and and now they're afraid to come back because they're out of shape or, you know, they don't want to get made fun of, you know, welcome back, Cotter, whatever. I'd say, um, I'd say set that aside and come back out. Come to a second F, come to a third F event. And, um, and you're going to be better off for it. And, and if I, as you know, one of the guys who, who've been around for a long time, if I'm susceptible to that, you know, lone ranger syn syndrome, then I know they are too. And, and my call out to them is come back out, man. We're here for you and we want you here and we'll meet you wherever you're at on your physical journey, spiritual journey. We'll meet you there. And, 
and we're going to be better off for it. And so will you. Well, that's fantastic. Well, thank you very much for sharing that. I know, you know, the, the discussion and, and you and I had talked about this previously, you know, the, the, the idea that even as a, even as a redwood, you're still 100% susceptible to being a lone ranger, to being the guy who ultimately finds himself stranded from the pack. Uh, and there, there's a quote that I like to use, and that is the, uh, the banana, uh, the banana gets separated from the, the pack gets peeled. And, uh, <laughs> And I think that's, I think that's just kind of fitting, right? And that is you can ultimately find yourself in just a very, very few steps, ultimately kind of going back into isolation and kind of the the sad clown syndrome again. So thank you very much for sharing that. I'm sure there are many guys across the nation who maybe are already taking those first few steps um, or or who have already found themselves there. And I think your call out to them and saying, no, get back out there, you know, don't, don't give up is is definitely a, a solid reminder. Yeah, I would tell anybody who's an F3 nation who, you know, who hears the sound of my voice today that, you know, hit me up. If you want to talk, if you want me to meet you at a workout, if you want me to meet you at the corner pub or the coffee shop, um, hit me up. I'll, I'll, I'll come alongside you and we'll go do it together. Um, there's, there's no excuse for any man in F3 nation to be a lone ranger. There's no excuse. That's awesome. Well, and that and that brings us kind of to, to one of our, our closing points, Daphne, and that is if guys do want to get in touch with you, what's the what's the best way for them to do that? You can hit me up at, at F3Daphne, D-A-P-H-N-E, or, um, hey, send me a text. Here's my phone number, 336-609-2009. Call me, text me, hit me up on Twitter. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to to tell you my story. I'd love to walk the walk with you. I'd love to meet you at a workout. And um, and um, you just don't have to do it alone. That's fantastic. Well, brother, I really appreciate you taking the time this morning to to share. Uh, this has been an incredible, incredible story and just an incredible um opportunity to be able to, to talk with you here and, and kind of understand more about how F3 has impacted you. So I appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to share that with the, the listeners. Hey, thank you, Short Circuit. I'm, I'm really grateful for you and, and your ministry in F3. Uh, American Yammer has been a gift to all of us. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, with that, we close out episode one of season two. Welcome back again. And uh, Daphne, thanks very much again this morning. Thank you, brother. All right, guys, stay sharp. We'll uh, we'll see you in the gloom. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Yammer. If you're interested in sharing your F3 story, reach out to us at f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Again, that's f3americanyammer at gmail.com or on Twitter at f3americanyammer. Until next time, stay sharp, and we'll see you in the gloom.